Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your pal, Junkman, back with another thrilling, absolutely exciting episode of Junkman Radio. And, oh, what a day it's going to be today. Got special guests calling in on the phone that uh, you're going to want to listen in for. And, again, the best and finest in rock and roll. New, old, everything in between, all the things you've been wanting to hear but thought that you wouldn't find it. This is the place. This is the spot to be. This is basically your record store of the airwaves. <laughs> and I'm the manager. So uh, would you like paper or plastic? Please drive through. <laughs> you want fries of that? Ding. All right. I'm going to start out the show with some serious rocking. Brand new from ACDC. Oh, does that make me happy to say those words. And here it is. This is Shot in the Dark. Brand new from ACDC on Junk Man Radio. Start up the engine, boys.
tell you now You can come to my door They don't let you pass Got barely one Gonna buy your ass
Junkman Radio. How about that one, huh? Brand new, my friends, from Armored Saint. And end of the attention span. Isn't that a great song? Great record, man. Punching the Sky. It's out now. Metal Blade Records. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, all the way through that record, that's going to be right up near the top of uh, a lot of the year-end lists, which we're pretty much at, you know, right now in 2020. But uh, just another fine example of some fine music came out this past year. As much as this year, and I've said this a lot, as much as this year has really sucked ass, there's been a great year for rock music. So, again, it's keeping me very happy. Started out that set again with another brand-new release, ACDC. Yep, they're back together and shot in the dark um, from their latest. Brand-new, shot in the dark, ACDC, kicking ass. Just love it, man. Just, man, I'm telling you, I'm giddy almost. With all this new music that's been coming out. That's just been so good. Uh, a perfect song for right about now. Except and Pandemic. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Lockdown with a pandemic, man. Diamond Head has returned. That's right. Diamond Head from way back when. And what they've done, they've done something very interesting. They've re-recorded their debut record, Lightning to the Nations. And they've updated it, Lightning to the Nations 2020. And uh, they've redone the entire album, you know, and added some great covers, including the one that I played, one of my all-time favorite Deep Purple songs, uh, Rat Bat Blue from 1972 or 73, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, 72 or 73 from the Who Do We Think We Are originally album. Um, But yeah, a fine take on that by Diamond Head, so... Go check out that Diamond Head record. It's really heavy, and they do some great covers at the end of it, too, on top of it. They, uh, they redo uh, Immigrant Song and Rat Bat Blue, as I mentioned, a couple others, but uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Van Halen and The Full Bug from Diver Down. I was explaining the meaning of The Full Bug the other day to somebody, and what that means is uh, when you kill a cockroach, cucaracha. And you get the entire thing in one stamp. You don't have to step on it more than twice. <laughs> it's a term called the full bug. And for some reason, they decided to name that jam just that title right there. I'm thinking that might have been a David Lee Roth thing. You just have to figure that first, you know? <laughs> but again, of course, uh, we're still feeling the effects of uh, the loss of Edward Van Halen just recently. And, uh, man... I'll be playing some of his son's music on the show here, too, as well. Great stuff that uh, Wolfgang Van Halen has uh, been putting out to keep the uh, the family music going. And, man, I'm telling you, he's, uh, he's, he's really quite a talented guy. Uh, played Aerosmith and their title track for Toys in the Attic, 1973. No, 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 75 on that one. That's right, 75 when Toys in the Attic came out. And uh, just a cool grip. Just a great riff. Joe Joe Perry, the guys, just smoking hot on that one. And Armored Saint, again, ending up the set with End of the Attention Span. Man, what a great set. Oh, I'm fired up. I'm ready to roll, man. There's a lot of new music out, and we're going to keep playing some of it, okay? A lot of it, actually, you know? Um, a new band that I have found, these guys are from New Zealand, and was recently turned on to them. They came out with a record this year. This is a, a track from Black Smoke Trigger. 
The song is called Caught in the Undertow. Crank it up right here on Junk Band Radio.
Walkman Radio. That's right, guys. Brand new from the Dead Daisies. Bustle and Flow. The name of that one. No, not the names of two waitresses in Albuquerque, but uh, a great song nonetheless. <laughs> Glenn Hughes now on the vocals and bass on the in that band. And they kick ass. Awesome. Awesome. Bustle and Flow. That uh, full release record will be coming out shortly. Before that, it played Black Swan, another one of those great records that came out this year, featuring Robin McCauley, who was actually on the show a few months back here on Junkman Radio to talk about that. And uh, just a cool band and a great song and a great record, man. The whole record is awesome. Reb Beach on guitar and uh, Jeff Pilsen, who produced it, is also on bass. Matt Starr on drums. Good stuff. Good people. Played Volbeat with Hallelujah Goat, one of my favorite song titles in the last number of years. I played a brand new one from Michael Schenker and the Michael Schenker Group. That's right. Oh, it's a goodie. <laughs> Drilled to Kill. You like that? Features Ralph Sheepers on the vocals and uh, Derek Sherinian on the keyboards. Not bad, huh? That is a definitely a double kick drum... Uh, Rockin' tune. And Michael, of course, with those amazing guitar licks. Just sounds so great every time he, he, he comes out with something. Started this set out with a new uh, bit of music that I found just recently from a band out of New Zealand called Black Smoke Trigger. And the song was called Caught in the Undertow. I hope you enjoyed that because I really, really like it a lot. There's so many new bands that have been coming out. I'm telling you, um, I've just really... A big part of my show, as you can tell, is playing new music. There's a lot of it, and it's coming out from all avenues, which is great. I just I love that fact that we've just got so much new stuff. And uh, here's another one, man. Now, another remake, which is cool, too, because there's a lot of people doing that, too, just doing killer remakes of, of older songs. This has always been one of my favorites from the time the movie came out. It's the theme for That Thing You Do, and it's new from Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, doing his version of it. Let's listen together, shall we? You're going to love it. Billy Joe Armstrong and That Thing You Do on Junkman Radio. Crank it.
shaking all
told her cousin, mama told her brother too. The woman's got a mind, she knows exactly what you do. Drop down, baby, let your daddy see. If you wanna rock and roll, the girl I can set you free. Junkman Radio, John Hammond Jr., and if you want to rock and roll. <laughs> well, you came to the right spot for that right here at Junkman Radio. That's for damn sure, as my friend would say. That's for sure. Love that. Love that bluesy, bluesy hang, you know. Play the Black Keys before that with a great song called uh, I'll Be Your Man. If that sounds familiar to you, a number of years ago there was a uh, show on uh, cable called Hung. It was all about this uh, teacher, gym teacher in uh, in Detroit, and he became a male prostitute. <laughs> it was on for a couple of seasons, and I guess, you know, uh, might have lost its thrill. Who knows? Played uh, Black Keys, that uh, particular song right before that. Played the Guess Who. That's right. Way back in the 60s with that version of Shaking All Over. Not sure whether that's the original one or not, but... Uh, it's got to be up there with the uh, first couple. Anyway, but uh, early to mid-60s with uh, Shaking All Over from the Guess Who. I played a gentleman that I just got turned on to recently, J.D. McPherson, with a great song called Head Over Heels. Did you like that one? That is one badass toe tapper, man. 
It's got that, just that 60s feel to it, you know? It's a groove. Brian Ray, recent guest of my show. You know Brian as the guitar player in Paul McCartney's band, amongst other things. And he's just been putting out some great music the last couple of years. That's uh, his latest called Got a New Thing. And uh, it's good stuff, man. It's, <laughs> it's just some serious pop rocking, man. Love it. Features uh, Abe Laboriel, also from the Paul McCartney band on drums. Abe Laboriel Jr., that is. And uh, Scott Schreiner from Weezer on the bass and vocals. So cool stuff from Brian Ray. And uh, I started this set out with uh, something new from Billy Joe Armstrong. He's playing with his kids. And that one uh, right there, a version of the theme song for That Thing You Do. And uh, just a cool version. I like it. I love it. Man, I'm telling you. Hey, it's Chunk, man. And on the line, I have a good friend. He's been uh, visiting us here before, and he's back with more stuff. One of the busiest guys you'll ever want to meet. Uh, many of you know him as uh, the bass player for Megadeth. I got uh, Mr. David Elveson on the line. How you doing, bro? Jumpman. How are you, buddy? Fantastic. You? Uh, all things considered, you know, lockdown and uh, whatever, yeah. staying busy, but not as busy as it, you. It, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I always liked, you know, I was I was taught as a young man, when you show up to someone's house and they invite you over, bring something, you know, bring some cookies, some yeah. flowers. Yeah. Back in the day, beer, wine, whatever, like show up contributing something to the party. So to be honest with you. I, that's what I look at all this stuff that I do is, is it's just, Hey, you know, like when we come over and we hook up and hang out, like I'll bring something to the party, you know? So this, in this one, I happen to have this new album. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm bringing to the party, today. man. You really did. You, 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 you had a big fun party with this one. This one's called no cover and, uh, it just got released, uh, in November, I believe. And man, you've got 18 tracks of cover songs with some of the coolest people that, I know of, and obviously you know of too, but just some great musicians on this thing. And just, man, just looks, it just sounds like you had so much fun making this record. We did. We did. You know, obviously things started shutting down back in, uh, back in March and Tom Hazer, you know, who's my manager runs, you know, the, my partner in all these Ellison industries, if you will. And just kind of by accident started singing with me and became the singer of the Ellison band. That's how it goes. Um, <laughs> it is, you know, that's how all this stuff happens, you know? And, and um, you know, he hit me, I was literally at the grocery store, probably trying to find paper towels and toilet paper, I think, you know, and good luck uh, with that. The, yeah. The world was shutting down. And he said, he goes, listen, man, <clears throat> kids like schools are literally closing this week. And he said, why don't you get on Skype and start giving some bass lessons to some kids and, that turned into, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm just one dude to the base. So I'm going to call Bumblefoot and Jimmy Grasso and all my friends and I'll get them involved. And, and, and uh, quite honestly, we quickly transitioned that over to the David Ellison Youth Music Foundation. And we started the Schools Out Initiative, which was to do just that, give free music lessons to students, ironically, all around the world, because everybody was shut down everywhere. Yeah. And um, Cisco what? came in with a big grant for us to help with that, with some technology stuff. We we're already part of the Grammy Music Education Coalition, and they started to help promote these things with, by doing live streams. And that, quite honestly, really kept all of us connected because we'd all be seeing each other on tour this year, you know, out on whatever, Alice Cooper, Megadeth, you know, Lamb of God, whatever, you know, all of us disturbed, Five Finger Death Punch. We'd all be out doing tours. And, and 
you know, so we, I, I watched our whole community just, you know, hit the wall and, and, and a lot of people kind of heading into sort of a, you know, a, a COVID depression, you know, just going, Oh my gosh, like this guy has fallen and a year of our lives is going away, maybe two years, et cetera, et cetera. So I found that those live streams kept everybody engaged. They got us excited. Absolutely. It was sort of like meeting backstage in the VIP tent, you know? Well, not um, only that too, but also people had a place to go. You know, like right. you, you, you gave them a spot, especially with kids, you know, kids that wanted to, to, to learn how you mentioned, you know, your online lessons and things like that. What a great time for to focus on that, because that's always been the deal is, man, I don't have enough time to play and things like that. Yep. You know, my girlfriend, yep. for one, she learned relearned bass and she got it off of like Scott's bass lessons dot com meant to say thank you for being involved in that and other programs, too, as well. Like, you know, Funny, obviously your own last thing I that was the last thing I did in London at the end of February, right before I came home. To uh, we, we had finished the Five Finger Death Punch, Megadeth, Bad Wolf store. We just finished in Sofia, Bulgaria. I flew up to London, spent about three, four days there, filmed my segments for Scott's bass lessons, uh-huh. and then I flew home. And COVID was literally right behind us. I mean, on that whole Five Finger Megadeth tour, COVID was literally about two weeks behind us the whole time. And, and we got home. We were planning to go down to uh, Mexico to do the uh, Heaven and Hell Festival, and then quickly that all got shut down. Um, the festival continued on, but a lot of the international acts, you know, we just, we just, you know, good judgment just said, man, don't be leaving the country. And this is stuff's getting gnarly, you know? So then me and Tom started these live streams and that kept everybody connected while we were given these lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, fast forward by the end of May, I, me and Dirk Rebeeran went to Nashville. We recorded the bass and drum tracks for the new Megadeth record and at least got that Yay! train out of the station. <laughs> yeah. So we got that, we got that in motion. And, you know, it's funny because even though we were shut down, I think a lot of us were in tour mode and, yeah. and certainly Megadeth, we were, we were getting our chops were up. We were getting ready to head in the studio. So even though they got pushed back a couple months, we just finally said, you know what, get out of plane. Let's go. We did it. And that, you know, so my chops were up for sure. And then I came home from that and that was early June. And that was when Tom and I got on the phone and, and he just said, he goes, look, it doesn't make any sense to put out this Ellison LP of original material that we had originally scheduled for Halloween. He goes, look, there's no touring to put a record out uh, of that nature. It needs to be supported on the road and it, it's just going to fall through the cracks. So he said, he goes, look, why don't we do some covers? And I said, yeah, look, why not? You know, if I, I, my studio ears are on, my chops are up, I'm ready to play, you know? So literally in, in within a week, two conversation, one conversation, we probably had five or six songs, another phone conversation, we had a dozen songs. And then after literally by the end of a week, we literally had 15 of these 18 songs, you know, picked out and, um, you know, it hit Andy Martin jelly, our guitar player over in Italy. And the time difference is what is wonderful because we could keep the little Ellison music factory clicking 24 hours around the clock. Cause you know, I'd come up with a song idea. I'd hit Andy. And by the time I woke up, he had it recorded and it was sitting in my inbox. So wow. I just plug in the pro tools and throw bass and get it up to Tom and he'd go over to Madison and sing. And so, I mean, we literally had this around the clock, you know, um, little hit factory going, making this record. And I mean, within, I'm not kidding you, within four weeks, this thing was, was recorded and, um, and, you know, getting the guess, it was not intended to be an all-star record. It, 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 it went that way because as we were recording, you know, there's a couple songs, like I wanted to hear a female voice in sheer heart attack. So, 
Um, we reached out to Doro and then, you know, then we asked her, Hey, you want to jump in on a motorhead track? Cause of course she was good friends with Lammy. So she sang and loved me like a reptile. Um, you know, there were a couple of things like, um, you know, I asked Jimmy DeGrasso to play on nail to the gun because he had actually recorded the F5 version of that yep. um, back in the two, like 2007 or so. So he said, he goes, listen, I've been kind of pounding around with Andrew Freeman from Last in Line, and he'd love to sing on that song. I said, hey, <laughs> come on, come all, you know, come on in. And then, you know, I, I, I said, hey, listen, uh, you know, I said, we got over the mountain here. I said, Andrew would be perfect for that. So and we threw was. him and DeGrasso on that. So, again, this is how it went. It was just it was just a very organic um, nothing sort of strategically organized. It just every day, just new surprises and fun things happened. You know, started mixing in July, and you know, by September the thing was done. And and it was like, wow, what do you know? And and you, quite, quite honestly, you know, we thought about as Tom was formatting it and laying it out and putting the you know you know trying to get the you know the, the um, sort of the, the mastering done on it. He said he goes, look, we could put. 15 songs 16 songs on and it's one record but why not just put all of them on there and we'll make it a double cd set right. and a four-side vinyl and i said hey good by me you know so um that's why it turned into this double album and and we've got you know again eight, 18 songs i mean it really turned into a pretty ambitious little effort here i love how you were able to actually literally rock around the clock with this thing you know because people are like in different time zones and right. stuff but, man that's, that's <laughs> terrific it's so cool um yeah I, I i love this record in so many ways because obviously the material is one but just it's so great to say okay wow he put this person in that in that song and he, that's person is perfect for this and wow i can't wait to hear what this person sounds with that you know that's got to be running yeah. through your head at the same time you know that's it, probably it is and i mean and again a lot of these people they you know again everybody was already on our speed dial because we had been doing these live streams uh -huh. with the david ellison youth music foundation so right. um right. Tom, tom happened to be on the i think on a chat or something with charlie benante one day and of course he was kind of frustrated trying to get a you know they're trying to make an anthrax record and they'd no sooner just get started and then another covid lockdown would happen and so tom just said he goes look want, you want to throw some drums in these tracks for me and david and he goes yeah i'd love to so bang he's on three tracks you know and and then a couple of you know sort of random ones was like well you know let me hit lombardo let me see if he'd want to join the fun and Hey, let me let me hit Al Jorgensen. You know, he he's you know he and I become good friends in the last <laughs> bunch of years. And, How'd you and, do that? Um, <laughs> well, it's funny, you know. I know his manager, Steve uh -huh. Davis, um, uh -huh. and I just saw Al uh, when he came through Phoenix on the recent ministry tour. And I guess God, that probably was late 2019. I guess yep. at this point. Yeah, um, I saw him on that tour myself. And, right. So he came through town, went and hung out, and and um, and so. I hit um, his girl, Liz, um, by way of his manager, Steve, and I just said, hey, you know, what do you think? And, and uh, you know, look, we could return favors. You need something for me, I'll plan some for you. And I'll sing on some for me. It's all kind of for free and for fun. You know, we don't need to get into lawyers and contracts and managements. It's just not that kind of a record. <laughs> it's kind of if you're available and you can do it, you know. And look, if we make any money, I'm glad to share the wealth. You know, it's it's just one of these kind of things, you know. So it was very just loosey-goosey, and everybody's like, dude, don't even worry about the money. Like, I'm just excited to be playing on something, you know, and hanging yeah, out. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that that really captured the spirit, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, it's funny. It's this one year where, you know, the crossing – 
you know, politics, they always talk about, you know, reaching over the aisle, right? And, you know, and, and in rock and roll, you know, we've got our own genres and lines that we kind of, you know, we kind of operate within them, you know, the thrash guys are here and the hair band guys are right. over there. But what, what's, this, so, this, what's so cool about it is that everybody just wants to play. And so I see do. a lot yeah. of these cross-generation type of thing, people that would normally not play you know, run into each other are collaborating on things, and there's been some. Great I think it's so stuff. cool, man. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it's it's, it's so broken good. down Everybody, the walls. Everybody's just yep. Everybody's stoked, and so it's funny. You know, we get Russ Parrish uh, <laughs> to play a nail to the gun because he was in fight. Now right. most people today would know him as Satchel from Steel Panther, right? And you know what an incredible guitar player. I mean, sure. just really, one, he is one of the greats, man. I mean, he's just phenomenal. So. Um, and everybody on that's on here obviously is, is top of their league, you know? So, um, you know, and that quite honestly, there's a lot of great vocal collaborations, you know, with Tom being the, you know, the, the lead singer of the Ellison band, but, you know, adding, you know, again, Doro, Andrew Freeman, adding Brandon from Crowbots, Jason McMaster, yeah. um, Mark Slaughter, you know, so it's just this, this cool moment to have. Have all you know? We all talked about it. Hey, we should do something. You know, we see each other backstage at a show, and it's like, hey, give me a call. We should do something. And then it, it never really happens because we all get busy. And this is one of these moments where we were all finally sitting still long enough yep. that we could get together and make something happen. Well, whenever any of my musician friends are like, "Man, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do," I'm like, "Dude, check this out. <laughs> Why don't you yeah. stay busy like this? this is, there's so many <laughs> things that you can do now, and you have time. Believe me, the the break has been a blessing for me in a lot of." different things in terms of my writing and other things that I wanted to do. I mentioned I'm going to be doing another show on another another avenue as well, too. And so it's been really cool to be able to have the time to do things like that. You know, I'm not sitting yeah. on my ass just, you know, complaining or watching CNN or any of the, you know, political stuff yeah. anymore. You know, well, I'm, look, I'm really I quit, getting busy. I turned the news off. I turned the news off years ago. I mean, I stopped watching the news and it just frees up so much free time. Absolutely. People get all agitated by it. And, you know, the truth of it is, is, you know, crisis presents opportunity, you know, and and it's, you know, and in this case, the crisis of obviously of the pandemic provided this opportunity for us to pick up the phone, collaborate. And and, uh, and I'm great. Look, I'm very lucky that I have a partner like Tom, you know, Tom, yeah. we're like two brothers from another mother. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we're very ambitious. We're both from, as he calls it, the Midwest metal mafia. You know, he's from, <laughs> he's from, from Green Bay. I'm from Minnesota. You know, we kind of, we understand each other, you know, we're kind of a sure. tribe in the Midwest, you know, do you guys each and, take um, 20 minutes to say goodbye to each other now? Like they do. Yeah, up there? Oh, yeah, the Minnesota well, uh, way. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 minutes long. <laughs> so that that's great, you know, and it's funny, you know, I got this, I got this book I wrote called Rockstar Hitman. It's yep. coming out December 18th through the Ellison Book Company. And, and that's another thing. I, was, I, I started that literally last year. I was on tour, uh, doing a solo tour, my, my base story tour across Latin America. I was down in Argentina and Brazil. And the idea just came to me and I thought, you know, what? I'm going to run with this. And I, you know, airplanes are a great time to do a lot of writing of a book. Yeah. Trust me. They're yeah. hours and hours. So I just burned my eyeballs out of my laptop and just wrote chapter after chapter. And I called my friend Drew Fortier, who um, had worked with Bang Tango and Kick Tracy and a bunch of different things. And he's a great collaborator. He's actually got his film Dwellers that we're putting out through Ellison Films on February 20th. We're going to wow. debut that at the Mad Monster Horror Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, 
So it's, it's, you know, I, I just figured, look, just say yes. Like today, I just got hit for a couple of appearances. And I said, look, just say yes. If the world ends, then the answer is no. But for now, <laughs> yes, just say yes. I'll be there. Minneapolis, Kansas City, put me on the books. I'm there, you know. So um, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned from all this stuff. And, you know, even the last couple of decades is, you know, just say yes, man. Just get on board, be agreeable, make it happen. And somehow it all works out. That's great. Options, you know. Options yes, are good. Always options. Uh, well, again, let's jump into this record, man. Again, it's uh, it's it's just been released in November, and it's called uh, No Cover. Uh, we were talking about Al Jorgensen before. Now, you guys happen to have, I think, the first. It was the first single off of this was Avidersen, which was originally right. done by Cheap Trick. Which I, dude, I played the original version on every one of my junk band radio shows as my, you know, my sign-off, you know? Now there's a new mm-hmm. version of it, and, you know, dude, you got Al Jorgensen from Ministry on it, you got uh, Charlie Benante on it, right? Yep, yep, yep. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've got pretty much the A-list of drummers between Dirk, Charlie, yeah. Dave, Dave Lombardo, <laughs> oh, I mean, man. Dave McClain, my gosh, Dave McClain, what a monster that guy is. He certainly is. Now, how did so, you how did you get the idea to have Al play on this particular one, or did he say, "Hey, I can do that"? You know, we ran it past him, um, and it's funny. Kind of funny is me and Tom were talking about it. Um, you know, Al, of course, is a guy. He's you know he usually has people guest on things that he's part of because he's got Revolting Cox and Ministry, and he's done Lard and all these mm-hmm. different things. And, um, and so I was very happy that he was that he agreed to do it, you know, and, and it's and, and I like that Al kind of got out of the house and showed his face in a different setting as well, because everybody loves Al. You know, we all love ministry. <laughs> we all love Al. He's you know, but he's he's you know, he's he's a, as by his own admission, he's a counterculture guy, you know, Big time. And counterculture doesn't hang out in the mainstream. You know, so it's kind of by his own nature. You know, he's a bit of a recluse, uh, you know, he's a, he's a producer, he's a studio guy, you know? Um, so it, it was real, I was really happy that he did it and, and it, and it's just fun to hang out with him in his studio. And, um, but you know, it, it, you know, he, and he's friends with the cheap trick guys. It's funny. We were at, I was at his house and he sends a picture right away over to Robin Zanders today. We're you know doing this thing and Robin was stoked. And, you know, now Rick Nielsen has actually been posting the, uh, the uh the song over his social media and great I had dax his son dax who's now the drummer in cheap trick just had him on a live stream last month and stuff so it, you know again it's great to just you know it's nice when you're when your heroes become your friends you know yeah absolutely well dude and, i'm hip you know we all support each i'm other. talking to you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> i guess so right <laughs> yeah well let's give it a run man i mean brand new again let's let's give it a, let's give it a play here and uh again this is avider zane um, the Cheap Trick song, and it's brand new. It's off of No Cover, which you can find where any records are sold. I mean, obviously, you got to go to your website, which would be this time yeah, around. Yeah, davidallison.com, of course, has all my stuff. Also, our Facebook, uh, yep. dot com slash davidallison's got all of our activities up there. Um, yeah, they're available on all the digital platforms, also the record shops. We did, we did produce uh, double CDs as well as four-side vinyl on this. So, wow. yeah, we went the distance, man. We wanted this to feel 
like a real release, you know. Um, initially, we wondered, yeah, should we do it? Tom's not a digital guy. I'm more of a digital guy, and I guess I've kind of learned to go that way because obviously I've grown up in the record, the ever-changing record business. Uh-huh. And um, and I, I buy my music on iTunes, and I stick it in my phone, so I've got it with me when I when I travel. And I buy it. I swipe my credit card, and I buy, buy stuff. All my own stuff I buy. I buy stuff from my friends. I, I pay for records when my friends are putting records out. Yeah. You know, support, support the cause, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's it's what we do, you know, but at the same time, you know, Tom's a real collector, man. I mean, his house is like, a, you know, it, it looks like a it looks like time, my you know it looks I mean? like my house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why they so, call me junk man. Trust me. That's why. That's how I got the name. Exactly. So you and Tom are the same guy. And it's Big funny time. because, you know, he and I like he will defend physical product till the death, you know, and, <laughs> and I, I usually just give in and go, all right, screw it. Spend the money. Just do it. And of course, we have our combat records and EMP label group. And then sure. I think for Tom, for Tom, quite honestly, having the label is just like him being a kid in a candy store going, guess what? I'm going to make Ron Keel vinyl and Mark Slaughter CDs and Ellison, you know, double CDs. And yeah, I think for him, it, it's as much a collector fun thing for him, but, but because he has the heart of a collector, he, you know, he understands the fans that, that, you know, like you and I grew up, we, the only way to get this stuff was to go to the store, buy it. You, you undo the shrink wrap, yep. that, that wonderful, beautiful smell comes out, right. Oh, yeah. All the ink and, you know, and you pull the the vinyl out, you pop it on your you know on your turntable, and it's like it's a it's a it's an it's an experience, the whole thing. And we sit there and we read the lyrics, we read the credits, and all the stuff. Well, and, also talking and, to the guys in the record stores, which was me for years. You know, hey, what is yeah. cool, and why is this cool, and why do I need this? You know, and it brings up yeah. a whole other set of conversation right there. You know, so I mean, I remember going to Musicland in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So this was probably what 1980, and I remember. Flipping through some records, so I was maybe 15 or so at the time, and um, and I hear this record playing in the background, and it it and and I was, and I asked the guy, it sounded great, and it sounded like Judas Priest. Said, "What is that?" I said, "Oh, I don't know. Uh, here, it's this one right here." And he pulls it up, and it's a brand new British Steel record. And I went, "Done. I'll take it." You know. <laughs> and I just got introduced to Priest by way of uh, Unleashed in the East, you know. And so, you know, I, I, and I, you know, I bought a ton of records in the record shops just based yep. on the covers, you know. And well, I was the guy, I man. The- I was the guy managing them. I was the I was the guy. I wasn't obnoxious like Jack Black was, you know. But you know, in that mm-hmm. uh, movie, what was the movie that he did with? Uh, oh yeah, School of Rock. High Fidelity. Yeah. High Fidelity. Right. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where he was the guy in the record store that would yell at you if you buy the wrong song, you know? <laughs> I wasn't that guy. I was the guy that always said, you know what? Try this. Give this a shot. You know, like a good cook yeah. would do or a good yeah. restaurant manager or something like that. I was that guy in the record stores, you know? But uh, Yeah, nice. Well, you know, and it's, it's uh, you're right. I mean, that is our culture. I mean, I hung out. Fortunately, a little town I grew up in in Jackson, Minnesota, we had our record store also sold guitars and amps and stereos. I mean, it was kind of an yeah. all-inclusive. I remember you know, those places, I'd go in yeah. And sort of, I'd sort of like salivate over these amps and guitars that I couldn't afford, but I'd, then I'd turn around and buy Unleashed in the East and the new ACDC album, you know? Yeah. So, you know, but it's, yeah. So again, you know, this this record, you know, no cover, um, which of course comes from, you know, hey, come on in, there's no cover charge. You yep. know, tunes are you know it's on it's on us you know that's that's uh that's the uh the whole motif of this you know so it's um and, and quite honestly look these are mostly songs that that i grew up with obviously there's someone here that that tom um 
Tom's 10 years younger than me. So like, uh, free will burning, uh, tear it loose by twisted twisted sister. Um, you know, uh, love machine by wasp, you know, eat the rich by crocus, you know, that's stuff that, you know, he grew up truly in the eighties MTV era, you know, and by, of course, by that time I was, you know, in Megadeth and we're out working doing our own stuff. So I always joke, I quit buying records the year Tom started buying them, you know, in like 1983. Um, but you know, so between the two of us, you know, I think we put together a pretty good, uh, between the seventies, eighties, and I guess with fight early nineties, you know, we got, we got a good 20 some years of, of some pretty good stuff on here. And how, well, let's give it a blast right now. Again, let's, uh, check out with Al Jorgensen and Brandon Yeagley and, uh, Charlie Benante and you, <laughs> to yeah, uh, Peter Zane, man. Yeah, and you, Dave Olson. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here it he goes. Right here. Uh, we'll be back with Dave in just a moment. Again, this is Avitar Zane from No Cover. Crank it up, Junk Band Radio.
and there we go. Cool. Very cool. Dig it. I think I might yeah. have found a new uh, a, a new version to play on a, uh, at the end of my show. You know. Good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, please do. Please use it. The it's, modern day version. It's a little heavier. It's a little it's a little more you. It's you know? more than a little heavy, man. It's yeah. very heavy. Yeah. This thing, this thing just yeah. blasts. I mean, this record, the first track off of Free Wheel Burning, I mean, it's it's like if you took Judas, Judas Priest and put him on steroids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It just comes out flying at you immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, this is uh you got you got something here that's going to be in our our playlist for quite some time. So, good. Good, good, good. Nice job. Um All right, buddy. Dude, Thank you. Tell us another tell us another track, you know. We'll we'll do whatever you want and tell us yeah. again, you know, well, you you got to you're going to have to you know, I ain't letting well, you go I'll just yet, man. Well, you know, You'd mentioned this. You said, you know, this, you know, you'd needle drop, it comes out swinging, you know, and quite honestly, look, you know, modern technology, you know, we can make records over the internet. Um, not my preferred way to do it. I'd rather be in the room with guys, but I think a record like this, because the songs were already written, we were able to, and we're fans of these songs, you know, you can kind of, you know, learn the song from the original recording. You dig in and, you know, because of technology, we're able to really thicken things up and toughen it up and give it a nice, a really big sound. But I didn't want this to just be a metal record. You know, I wanted this to be a big rock, big rock, hard rock sounding record with obviously with with metal in it for sure on, on certain things. But, um, you know, I wanted the record to breathe. I wanted you to be able to hear the depth and all the all the layers of stuff. You know, there's so songs on here like Sweet F.A. by Sweets and uh, Sheer Heart Attack by Queen. You know, there's a lot of vocal detail in those songs. And, and a lot of you different vocal detail. Again, yeah, so when very, you, when very you just big slather mix. a bunch of... Yeah, a bunch of heavy metal guitars can just kind of just just you know it's like throwing a bunch of paint all over a wall. It's like no, no, no. Let let let's let's see what the painting is. You know, let's see what it is. So, um, you know that that was a, a big part of it. But to your point, I, I do feel like if Nazareth and Judas Priest and you know uh, Sweet went in the studio and cut these songs today, this is probably closer to what they sound like. I agree. Guitars, the drums would be rocking, and you know what I mean. And, and you know, these recordings when they made a lot of these things, you know, it was the seventies and the earlier eighties, and you know, technology has advanced quite a way since then. So, the whole idea of this was to really honor the song, really do it justice, and yet, you know, crank add it, add it a little bit, add a little extra juice to it. You know? Well, the final mixes are great too. I understand. You, I see that you got my friend my. Uh, Mauer Applebaum on there and did the mastering on it, who's just yeah. the master of the mastering, man. He knows yeah, what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. Well, let's, you know, dude, I, I want to play as many tracks of this as possible. Let's do at least two well, or look, three. Let's, why, why don't we go into, look, we'll do another Charlie Benante feature. Well, let's okay. do the Dead Kidneys. Let's do Holiday in Cambodia. I that's, love that's how you guys did that. Now, how did you, how did yeah. you decide on that particular track? Dead well, Kennedys you know, are great. I brought up I brought up Dead Kennedys because we talked about some punk stuff and and they just kind of seemed the obvious one. And right away, Tom just goes, "Holiday in Cambodia." I said, "You sure?" He goes, "100 percent done." <laughs> That's the one. I said, "Okay, there we go." So again, very collaborative, you know, between me yeah. and Tom. One of us will say one thing and the other fills in the rest of the sentence, and it's really, really cool. So yeah, let's let's do that one. Let's rock Holiday in Cambodia. All right. Again, this is uh, brand new from uh, from Dave Elveson and friends. It's uh, it's called No Cover, and this is uh, yeah, the classic for the Dead Kennedys. Holiday in Cambodia.
Okay, there you go. Holiday in Cambodia. Okay. Again, dead Kennedys. When did that record come out? Like early 80s or late 70s? Early right? 80s, yeah, yeah. Yeah, early, yeah, I think early 80s, yeah. And it's get- funny, the DKs, man, they, they're, you know, it's funny, they've got this diversity, b- both both sort of their ethnicities are diverse, yep. their, their, their styles are diverse, but yet it all fits together like a puzzle, you know, it just really fits together well. Um, I got which, to hang out with know, them once at, at the X Games in Los Angeles one time, and nice. they were a blast. This was just maybe 10 yeah. years ago, you know? But they were mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. you know, it was, a, it was a different singer, but, uh, you know, it wasn't Jello, but it was just, it yeah. still had that same kind of punk energy, man. It was great. Yeah. Um, They're a fun band, man. They're a fun time. man. Well, you definitely well, look, captured it there, dude. If you want to go into another track, I'd say, you know, one that I really, really like a lot. And this really is a bit of a throwback, even probably for your listeners. And this is like one of the stuff that I was hearing on uh, the school bus radio when I was literally like 10 years old. <laughs> um, when I was growing up, there was like Bachman Turner Overdrive, Sticks, Kiss, yeah. and then this band Sweet. And of course, the big song everybody knows by Sweet is Ballroom Blitz. Right. But on that record, Desolation Boulevard, <clears throat> um, has some amazing deep cuts on it. And that's why we went to this one. This is one of the heavier tracks. I think that sweet has done got a great, uh, almost kill them all Metallica kind of guitar style to it. It's, it's heavy, you know? Um, and our friend Todd Kearns who plays bass with slash, um, is singing on it. And I'd, I'd love to feature Todd on this one because he's, uh, he's an incredible, very gifted singer, musician, and a nice and, guy uh, too, man. Todd's a awesome. super great dude. He's a Canadian. He's a nice guy. Well, there you, you know? go. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's do this. One. Let's do sweet epic. Absolutely. I remember when the record came out myself, I still have my copy, man. <laughs> I still have the original, you know, a lot of my LPs. I still have the original copies. I never got rid of them. Yeah. I never sold them off know. or anything like that. They're sitting in the garage in a pile with all the rest of the other thousands that I have. But yeah, definitely sweet FA is awesome. So let's give it a shot again. Todd, how did you get, you know, now did Todd decide that he was going to sing lead on that? Cause you know, obviously you were no, playing you know, bass. Funny, Tom, you know, Tom Hazard actually had a, he had a, a heart attack in July, right as we started recording the, or mixing the record. And we had a couple tracks left to record over the mountain, which Andrew Freeman sang. Sure uh, did. And then uh sweet FA. Um, and, uh, so I said, look, I just, I threw them over to Andrew, Andrew and Todd and they, they took the bull by the horns and delivered them. And, you know, by the time Todd was, or Tom was kind of healing up a couple of weeks later, he just said, he goes, you know what? Those guys sound great in those songs. Let's just let, let's just let them take the lead and be done with it. I'll sit those two out. And so, you know, that's, that's how they, we ended up with those, uh, those singers solo on those tracks. It's great stuff, man. All right, let's crank it up again. Uh, Todd Kern singing lead vocals on Sweet F.A. from Sweet on the uh, on No Cover. So crank it up.
There you go. Awesome. Cool. Man. Good. Uh you guys can you guys can uh download this record or you can uh go to Dave's website and get an actual physical copy of it. Again, Dave David Ellison.com, right? Yeah. Is it Dave? It. Yeah, it's David Ellison, not Dave David. Ellison. Okay. Yeah. So then we'll find that out. And then uh man, you got so much stuff coming up for twenty twenty one. And I know we're all looking forward to getting out of twenty twenty, you know. But you've been the busiest yeah. guy that I know in twenty twenty. I, I can imagine twenty twenty one's got a whole lot more. You mentioned Megadeth with a new record coming out and you got uh yeah. another book, which is what, your third book now? This will actually be ironically it's my fifth book. Wow. Um I did Make a Music Your Business, which is sort of a music business how-to book back in 1997. Uh-huh. I published Unsung Words and Images, which was a self-published thing that I did with some some lyrics and poetry stuff that I had, and I set it against uh, photograph images. And then I wrote, I've got two memoirs, My Life with Death and More Life with Death, and then now this first fictional book. And this book, uh, Rockstar Hitman, it's part of a, it's, it's called The Sledge Chronicles. So the character... Um, you know, think Jack Reacher or something, you know, there's sort of a, a there's going to be a chronicle. There's, there's going to be several books in the series. So, um, it's fun to write like that. It's, I guess yeah. it's almost, it's it, each book is its own standalone book, 
but they, um, you know, I, I've, I've sort of kind of began with the end in mind, which is that it's going to be a continuation series so that it don't have to sort of, you know, once the book ends, that's the, the, that's it. The story's over. It's like the book can end and basically start to already take you down into, you know, knowing that it's like when a great movie ends and you go up oh, sequel. I'm doing, <laughs> you know? I'm so, doing the same thing, David. I'm writing a book with the same thing. That, not yeah. the same style, but I mean, obviously, I'm writing a novel, and it's it's going to lead into the next one. You know, mine's going to be the '70s and the '80s, and then the '90s on this thing. So, it's uh, I, I love I love that uh, that that's exactly the way that you're doing it too. So it's cool, yeah. it's good. Yeah, All right, good so you stuff. got the coffee too. On top of that, you got Elfson Coffee Company, so you can yeah, find Elfson coffee. Coffee is where everybody can order there, um, and yeah, coffee business has been good. You know, we started out as a website mail order business, and you know, who knew in 2020 we'd have probably our best year yet because everybody's at home and they're yeah. getting their coffee delivered. And so I've been actually signing the bags myself and throwing some little trinkets in the bags, and just kind of it's been fun for me. You know, it's a fun way to just connect with. Uh, you know, a lot of our customers are, are fans, of course. Some people buy the coffee to drink. Some people buy it to sit it on the shelf as a memorabilia. And, and um, which is nice. So yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a fun thing to have the coffee business. My engineer is next to me too, and he's dying to go try some too. So I'm gonna have to get him some of them as well. So I gotta figure Just out what, what I gotta yeah. figure out what kind he likes first, and we'll have to order up. So and then, uh, man, again, um, hopefully 2021 will include some touring. You know, so. Obviously, I know you're going to have new material with everything, so hopefully someplace we'll see you on a stage in 2021. I think you will. I think you will. All right, Dave. Well, again, I appreciate you uh, calling in. We're talking about, again, the brand-new record is called No Cover. It's got 18 tracks of the coolest tunes you ever heard with the coolest musicians you ever heard and one of our favorite bass players and nice guys, David Elfson, as well. So, And Tom Hazard, his partner on it as well. So um, just cool stuff. Again, congratulations, and uh, you got a home for it right here. Always. Thank you, Junk Man. Appreciate it. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners. All right, man. Hang out just for a second. I got to talk to you about something off the air, but uh, let's yep. uh, let's lead out with one more track. Why not? You know. <laughs> yeah, let's do uh, let's do Nailed to the Gun. Let's got do it. That. And this is uh, like I say, Jimmy DeGrasso on drums and our Russ good friend Parrish, Andrew otherwise. Freeman too. Andrew Freeman, yeah, joining in from Last in Line. And, of course, Russ Parrish, other known as Satchel yep. from Steel Panther. Russ was actually in Fight, played yep. on this track, the original track. So Russ is doing a cover of himself, which, God bless him, was wonderful <laughs> that he joined us for that. Perfect. Again, again, you can find everything at davidellison.com. Here we go. It's Nailed to the Gun.
cruising through another beautiful uh, afternoon. That's when I'm recording. Anyway, you could be listening at 4 o'clock in the morning for all you know. But, uh, yeah, just uh, grooving on some great songs. And um, this record, 2020 release, has been one of my favorites all along. I love it. Um, She had a birthday recently with her twin sister, Marie. And I'm talking about the lovely Cherie Curry and uh, from her record, Boulevards of Splendor. This is What Do All the People Know? It's Junk Band Radio. You know I told you once tonight That you could always speak your mind You work so hard to say what's right I watch you do Oh, 
Passing out the cure Fashion salad for the season She's got a nuclear warhead Pointed at her brain for a reason A
Junkman Radio. That is brand new from the Licorice Quartet. That's right, the band that features Roger Joseph Manning Jr., Eric, and Tim also from the Jellyfish Band that was also popular for so long. Great stuff. Snolly Goster Goon. Now, a Snolly Goster apparently is a very, very uh, disliked person, uh, just a nasty man. <laughs> so if, if you know if you're wondering you know and if you're wondering what that sound is too there's a guy next door who's really wailing away on some drums so it's actually kind of cool I like that Linum uh, preceded that with giving up on rock and roll all about uh, you know watching all your heroes fade away uh, Jacob Bunton and the guys in Linum which is such a great song I love it it's just a I love storyteller songs as it is but that one right there they've really uh Really done a lot in terms of, uh, you know, getting, you know, the old and the new. And, hey, what happened to and where are all my heroes? <laughs> well, they're back. They're here around. You know, they're around. Speaking of heroes, too, again, Cheap Trick preceded that with I Can't Take It. Just a great pop song. Our local boys Lit preceded that and Lipstick and Bruises. Probably my favorite lips or Lit song, you know. Guys, uh, they had a bar over here in Fullerton for a long time, and they've relocated to Nashville, Tennessee, apparently. And they're uh, they're experimenting with some rock and some country stuff. And, uh, you know, the brothers in the band Lit, good guys, really good dudes. The Mylars, another band that I found recently. I believe these guys are from New Jersey. But a great song called Satellite Girls. That's <laughs> just some serious power pop right there, man. I love it. I'm all about that stuff. And I started things out with uh, Cherie Curry and What Do All the People Know? The old song from the Monroes originally put that out around 1983. And she redid it for her new record, Boulevards of Splendor. Such great music from so many artists and so much new stuff coming out. Like this one, brand new from Greta Van Fleet. This one's called My Way Soon. Brand new from GVF on Junk Band Radio.
you're digging on that set man i'm just boogieing here in the studio loving it oh yeah that's a cry of love and peace pipe the name of that song 
Cry in Love was banned out of, I believe, North Carolina. Came out, oh, I don't know, 20 years or so ago, something like that. Hard to believe it's been that long. I know their singer Kelly passed away uh, about 10 years ago, but uh, man, what a cool band they were. I know that uh, Robert Mason uh, sang with that band for a little while, too. Robert, of course, now singing with, uh, I believe he's still singing with Warrant, but Robert's been around a while, played with Lynch Mob, a few other bands, too. But man, just got that Southern rock feel to it, you know, just grooving. The band before that, too, another, some friends of mine uh, by the name of Laidlaw that were out a while back, and they opened up for ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner, on a couple of tours, but a great song called The Five Knuckle Shuffle. I played a band of ladies out of, I believe they're either from Norway or Sweden. I think Sweden. And uh, they're called Thunder Mother. And the song was called Dog from Hell. I hope you like that. It's just got just such a great groove on that song. And those ladies are really, really kicking ass. South of Eden, some good friends of mine from Columbus, Ohio. Their brand new one, uh, that song was called uh, um, The Talk. And I hope you dug that one, The Talk. That is actually, I believe, the title track of their record that's out right now. It's called The Talk. But uh, good stuff from South of Eden. Dirty Honey, you've heard me uh, praise them for quite a while now. And from their EP, Heartbreaker. And I started out that set with a brand new one from Greta Van Fleet. That one's called My Way Soon. Um, man, just digging on the tunes here, my friends. Hope you're loving it. Now, here at Junk Band Radio, lots of people to salute, including our uh, happy hosts over here at OC Sound Studios in Anaheim, California. But uh, VintageRock.com, they supply a lot of music to us, and they're great people. Um, they got a great website that has all kinds of information on it that uh, you should check it out, man. Again, VintageRock.com. All things vintage and rock, new, old, everything in between. And I like to salute them with what I call the VintageRock.com six-pack. Six songs of a particular artist that falls into the vintage rock genre. And today, I'm going to salute Leonard Skinner. Just feel like playing some southern rock. So what do you say we get into that? A VintageRock.com six-pack here on Junk Band Radio. One, two, one, two, Black guy. 
outside in the street, babe. Any woman hanging 
Junkman Radio wrapping up a vintage rock.com six-pack. Leonard Skinner did. That's right. There's some ones you don't hear a whole lot, you know? Thought I'd throw in a few of the kind of sort of rarities. I don't know. Uh, From the early days of Leonard Skinner. My personal favorite stuff that they've came out with, you know? But, uh, man, what a band that was when they first came upon the scene. That was my favorite band at one time. And, uh, man, just like that, they were they were done. That fateful plane crash in uh, October 20th, 1977, and uh, changed everything. But, again, you know, there's still uh, Gary Rossington is still around with uh, one version of the band, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But uh, I think they're about done. Who knows? But, hey, never say never anymore, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, again, that is a VintageRock.com six-pack. And uh, you can check out VintageRock.com. It's a great website, man. It's very cool. I uh, contribute quite a bit. They contribute a lot of music to us, and uh, we're all very thankful for them. And uh, just, again, wrapping up some Leonard Skinner songs. That one's called On the Hunt. That one didn't make the final. It was on, like, a collection of stuff that they had recorded, uh, I believe, down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, uh, before the first album came out. And that was one right there. Or it may have been saved for another record. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, again, On the Hunt. Call Me the Breeze, J.J. Kale song. Great version of that, man. They just... It makes you forget all about that somebody else played that song as well. But uh, one of my favorites to sing whenever I sit in with a band. I always liked uh, singing that. Truck Driver, a song that was inspired by Ronnie Van Zant's dad, you know, and uh, telling all about all the tales of being on the road, being a truck driver, of which he was, Lacey Van Zant. He was a legend in his own mind as well. Interesting guy. Had a lot to say about the early days of Leonard Skinner. And again, when uh, when his uh, oldest boy, Ronnie, passed away in the plane crash in 77 that I was uh, referring to earlier. Down South Jukin played that one. That was from a record called Leonard Skinner's First and Last. And again, that was one of the uh, records that they recorded down at Muscle Shoals and never made the cut for the first album. So they brought it back and they added... They're uh, the Honkettes, which were the three background singers that they had to that particular recording, and uh, it was a good one. Uh, did I Ain't the One, one of my all-time favorite Leonard Skinner songs, and that, uh, I believe, was from uh, the first record. And started out the set there with Saturday Night Special from their third album. And uh, that was uh, when they were a two-guitar band. After guitar player Ed King had a hissy and left the band, he got tired of being abused. <laughs> of which those guys, you know, if you know any of the history, and there's been a lot of history coming out about that band, you know, um, they were they were something else, man, in their early years. Until they finally had to basically sort of sober up. But, uh, man, yeah, Ed King, who was a guitar player in... In the Strawberry Alarm Clock. He was a Californian, and he joined that band of a bunch of Southern guys, redneck guys from, you know, Northern Florida. <laughs> and it somehow, you know what? He he did some great work with them. You know, he came up with that intro to uh, Sweet Home Alabama and a bunch of other stuff. But I guess uh, over the years, their their uh, their partying ways just uh, got enough of his. Uh, 
his liking, and that was it. And he was out. He just bailed. <laughs> but the late, great Ed King, that was his name. Good guy. All right, again, hope you enjoyed that. I did, you know. This next band over here is kind of a southern band, and they're, you know what, they're awesome. There's a, there's a whole lot of bands from down south of the United States that are really coming out with some great music, and these guys have for a long time. And uh, they've come out with a brand new album. I believe this is their eighth album. It's called The Human Condition, and the name of the band is Blackstone Cherry. They are from Kentucky, and they got a great history and just a killer performance band. I mean, you ever get to see these guys live, and we hope everybody will get to see live music before we know it. This guy, this band is uh, just one kick-ass band. I love them. I love watching them play and love the music that they come out with. But this is their latest, again, from the human condition, Blackstone Cherry with Again on Junk Band Radio. Enjoy.
Junkman Radio. Isn't that a great little song? I love it. That, my friends, is the Echo Bats featuring Tony Harnell on the vocals. Tony uh, was in a band called TNT for a while. He sang with uh, Skid Row, a few other bands. And uh, he's joined by Joel Holkstra, who plays in Whitesnake. And my buddy James Lomenzo on bass and Matt Starr on drums. Great little song, huh? Echo Bats and Save Me from Loving You. Imagine that. <laughs> For that, Sir Paul McCartney and Wings and Junior's Farm, one of my faves from them during that 1973-74 uh, era where just, man, Paul could just do no wrong. Always. And still. To this day, you know, it's just amazing. It's, what a what a guy. Deep Purple from their brand new one, Whoosh. And that was called What's the What? Great song, isn't it? I dig it. Tesla for our boys from Sacramento, California, and Rock Me to the Top. I saw an interesting uh, interview with uh, Tesla singer Jeff Keith just the other day. Jeff is just such a cool guy. You know, <laughs> he's just, he's a hippie at heart. Big time, and just loves to sing, man. He can, he can, he can belt it out. The Who going back to Quadrophenia before that, and uh, the real me. Have you ever watched the movie Quadrophenia? It's pretty cool. It's all about uh, you know the days of of uh, the punks, you know the the mods and the rockers in the early '60s in England, and uh, just a great uh, rock you. Doctor, whatever they call it, you know, what do they call it? A, uh, you know, by the Who, it was like a rock opera, perhaps, you know, not as much as the one before that, which was Tommy, but also just a great story, you know, and uh, very cool. The Who, Quadrophenia, and the real me. I started things out with Blackstone Cherry, and from their new one, that is called Again. And again, our time has come. Yes, again, it's time to say farewell for another Junk Band Radio show. I hope you enjoyed it. But uh, again, our thanks to uh, the people here at OC Sound Studios in Anaheim, California, for letting us use their facility. It's a great place, man. You can rehearse with your band here. You can record. You can do just about anything you want. And uh, So check it out, Anaheim, California, OC Sound Studios. All right, I'm going to leave you with some very cool stuff. Another one of my favorite albums of 2020 by my good friend Mitch Perry and his Mitch Perry group. Mitch, of course, was on the show, and we talked about this a few months back, and I just love this song. It's called St. Valentine, and uh, enjoy this. It's from the record Music Box from the Mitch Perry group. Enjoy. It's Junk Man. I'm out of here. Rock and roll.
Jump, man. 